Welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic speed one minute at a time. And where we always try to stay above 50. I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I am the wildcat behind the wheel, Bentley Michaels. Bonjour, Bentley. Comment ça va? Tout va bien? Yeah. I just uh, I just came back from Montreal, so I feel like I have to speak in French. Ah, French Canadian. Or kiss in French. Either way. But you're on Zoom, so that's probably not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, Bentley, before we start this Uh-oh. minute, can we can we do a little bit of like, uh, can we pull back the curtain a little bit and do a little bit of show prep right here on the podcast? <laughs> sure. Okay, so I want your help with something. This will be a little bit of podcast therapy for us this week. <laughs> oh, God. So here's what I'd quit? like you to do. No, 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 no. Even better. I So one of my crutches when I'm podcasting, and this is hopefully the only time I'll do this week, is to say some variation of, in my notes. Right. I noticed. And so if you, yeah, I know you probably had to, edit all, if you catch me doing it this week, I tell you what, it'll be, this will be fun for you. If you catch me hear the phrase in my notes, mm-hmm. you can, uh, you can buzz me on it. And then I will tell all of our listeners something mildly embarrassing about myself. <laughs> okay. The Are you other, ready? The other one that I noticed that we both have, well, I have one where like my brain is catching up to my mouth. And I go, uh, 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 so, um, um, here we go. And then, and then it like, it kicks in and you have one, when you start new thoughts, you go, so, um, so, and then you start the sentence. It's good to have (laughs) you back uh, for our fourth week. This is our fourth week of speed. This is minute 16 of speed. Rounding out the month. This minute starts with the crane getting ripped off its foundation. Yes. And it ends with Jack handing off the first hostage to the backup crew. Oh, I cannot wait for this week. Uh, there's a very particular reason why. And when we get to Wednesday's show, I can't wait. I think Wednesday's show is going to be, it's really going to be the high point for me. It's, it's all downhill <laughs> from there. But I, I'm, I'm dying for that minute. But in the meantime, I know you've spent the whole weekend, Bentley. Are you ready to answer Friday's pop quiz hotshot? Uh-huh. All right. Well, here it comes at you. I know you've been thinking about it all weekend since we are in the process of Losing an elevator, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's my question for you. Within, so plus or minus five, how many people in the United States die from elevator accidents every year? Gosh, I don't remember what I said last week, but I did write down in my notes. My answer stays the same. However, I don't know what that answer was, even though I've edited the show. uh, I'm going to go, I remember saying something that was like 100 or something, 150 under my breath for a long time. So like, I'm going to go a hundred or less. Uh, well, a hundred or less doesn't work like that, buddy. Is your guess a hundred? Sure. But okay. it's really a hundred or less. Okay. Well, first off, you're a monster. A hundred people. That's like, <clears throat> that's like one every three days. That's two a week. No. Uh, so. But we're talking to- worldwide, right? There's seven and a half billion people on the planet. Like that's well, that no, if, you, that if you listen, if you listen back about 45 seconds ago, you would have heard me say in the United States. Oh, yeah. I don't pay attention when you're talking. Do you want to revise your guess now? No, I'm going 100 or less. OK, here you go. So according to a study by the Center to Protect Workers' Rights in 2006, mm. um, about 30 is the correct answer. Oh, I wasn't that far off. You were off by literally 70 <laughs> percent. 
But, like, it's really not that – like, you were saying 100 and scoffing at me. Like, that's an insane amount when it's really only 30. Like, you know, if you'd said it was two or something, like, then I'd be like, okay, I guess I was kind of far off. Well, hey, anything that gets you closer to having to – I can't believe – so, okay, so let's go behind the curtain again. I can't believe you suggested that we somehow divide up Speed 2 into more than one episode. Are you a masochist? I I just thought I would play to the numbers of uh, you know keeping it. Uh, you you said on one of the episodes that like boats only go twenty miles an hour. So I was like, I don't know. What if you did it twenty minutes at a time? So like you could like, you know, have a couple of guests that wanted to come back and like share in our pain. But <laughs> only our best and br- only our best and dearest friends would be willing to tolerate more than one episode of Speed Two. But don't worry. At this point, you are still comfortably above. 500 so we'll i know see how it goes i've been keeping a tally mark me too okay so i want to start in this minute by just saying once again the sound work in this movie is freaking amazing yes and i think this minute maybe more than any other minute this week like you get to hear like angry ripping crane over mm-hmm. and over again and it's great that uh, yeah, that that sound effect that we've been here the the one that we both do so wonderful with our mouths. Well, that that's uh, really uh, heavily in play uh, this. Well, week. I mean, so well, there's there's that sound, but there's also there's a lot of like crunching metal, scraping yep. metal, grinding metal, and it just tells you like with each one, it's like oh, we're getting closer and closer to catastrophe. And Keanu said it would hold. <laughs> did I, did I already mention we'll come back around to this at the end of the movie because we'll have nothing else to do for like a whole week. Okay. <laughs> did I mention to you that here I'm probably blowing a trivia question. This movie is a multiple Academy Award winner. Oh, no, you didn't tell in me. In the that. 1995 Oscars and the wow. two Oscars that it won back when this was a thing, uh it swept the sound Oscars. This movie won both best sound editing and best sound mixing. And oh. only you as an audio nerd could probably tell us what the difference is between those things. But like this movie was the shizzle when it came to sound in 1994. And I think this minute, this minute shows us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because there's a lot of, and like, because of, uh, you know, the, the Foley work that they had to do, you know, cause there's a lot of miniature destruction going on in this minute. Uh, for sure uh you know like you see that you see the crane that doesn't hold go through the miniature of the of the uh of of like the little metal hallway it goes through the fan it goes through and it it has that really uh uh interesting thing that you see in movies where they may make it look like metal with the paint job but really like so it's crunchable and you really see it like when the when the when when the the winch like the yellow part like sort of hits and first braces or whatever, but it crunches real nice and it's a real nice uh, uh, effect. As far as sound editing and sound mixing, uh, editing the sound would be like finding all the parts and editing all the pieces together and doing, and then obviously I see sound mixing is then taking all of those things and then making it all work within the context of dialogue music everything like that so that's like editing in like all of the dialogue all of the sound effects all of the score and everything else just to put it in context so sound editing is where you cut out all the stupid things that i say Mm -hmm. sound mixing is when you make it so that i sound good sound mixing is what you get when you listen to the final product with the opening theme and all of the eq and compression and everything both of those in my case, probably Herculean task. And since you brought up, since we're talking about sound, 
And since you're designated ADR, since you're on ADR alert, <laughs> is is this is this Jeff Daniels ADR? And is it bad, Jeff Daniels ADR? Uh, which point? I didn't write down any. This is the part where he's running down the steps, and I think he says, "Mac, we need more help right now." Oh, that's where. That's right. I did write down stairwell set and Mac, but I I didn't think. I think I think uh, either it, it may be a re-record, but also you may be. Uh, sometimes your mind play because I've got something later in the week on on this exact same sort of idea. I think it's just because he's off camera. So oh, like, I think you know, it's, I think it's bad ADR. Interesting. Uh, it might be. You know, it might be very well that like we need that little piece of extra information. So yeah, it might be. Uh, I'll I'll have to actually go back and and look. But I have something later that I thought was ADR this week, but it turned out I figured it out right after that it was not. Also, I think I mentioned this on the last minute, but every time we see a stairwell in this movie, it's the same set. They literally yep. built like a stairwell and a half. That's what I wrote. I wrote stairwell set Mac. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but moving on to uh, moving on to some 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 awesome ADR that was definitely added in later. Our flirty blonde really's buckled under the pressure, and I don't want to die. Save us. And all of that elevator screaming and stuff. Yeah, so we got that. Let me ask you. So let me ask you a question. If you were in a falling elevator, mm-hmm. why do you choose the floor as the place where you feel like it's the best place to to voice your panic? Probably, I would imagine it's just some sort of psychological reaction in which you like crumble to the floor, and uh, and also where you're going to crumble to the ceiling. You're not Spider Man. I guess so. It it just seems like she's trying to like talk to someone through the bottom of the door. Like there's some reason why I don't, I don't understand why. Yeah. Um, well, but, it also kind of looked to me like she was like trying to open the door. Like she was clawing at the seam a little bit. And like, it's obviously it's already been established that there's someone out there. So maybe, you know, in her panic brain, she's like, if I can get the door open, I can talk to them. Maybe there's more people, et cetera. Maybe that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think the steady cam work in this minute is great. Like yeah. I really like I really like how they've designed this shot. Like say what you want about Yandaban as a director, but like he knows how to stage shots very well. And I like how like when we get to the when we get to the first image of Jack and Harry running to the access panel, like there's a dude with a steady cam. He's it's it's like he's running from the lobby to go get help. And he runs into them mm-hmm. and then the camera pivots around so we don't violate the 90 degree rule and sees them run towards the access panel. Yeah. It's very much sort of like there was just <laughs> it's like there was some dude there with his iPhone who just happened to catch this great scene. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's a very great way of putting it. Yeah. I, yeah, that that act, that way of shooting action and that sort of stuff is such a is in itself its own art form like. Like I know I've said it before, uh, but like you know, a lot of those CW superhero shows now, you know, uh, have gone to the Terminator Two school of of making action. But even above that, yeah, Steadicam on some of the short films and some of the stuff that I've used, I uh, or that I've made rather, I've always used a Steadicam rig for like a, a following a tracking shot. Like I've got a couple of shots that I'm really really proud of. It's just if you screw up your dialogue or, or whatever it is, like it's, it's not great because then you're like, well, crap, I just ruined 90 seconds of something. I have to go back to the beginning. So you, you weren't able to pull off the whole Goodfellas thing. 
If it had been ADR'd, like most of that was, I definitely could have. But mine was a musical in which I was singing directly into camera. So I kept screwing it up. That would be hard. Or if it was one of those West Wing walk and talks. I don't think those are ADR'd. No, no. The West Wing walk and talk, Sorkin wouldn't have it. Uh, I've done one of those in a short film. And even then, it was like, it was 30 to 45 seconds of like the camera follows me over, then follows me into a different part, then goes back. And yeah, it took us probably like ten or twelve times to like get it, and we were just that must be like is that must be like super nerve wracking as an actor. I bet it's probably worse if you're at the end of a scene because like if you flub your line, then everybody's like, oh, back to one. Yeah, yeah, and it's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, and it's that it doesn't help when like what I was doing was a comedy and like the guy had his pants down, so like it was just like this thing like where I had to look down because of what was happening in the scene, and I and the shorts he chose to wear that day were just ridiculous. So I kept laughing. Oh, you, <laughs> I believe the industry term for that is corpsing. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, maybe. But my friend was just trying to screw with me. But like, he ended up apologizing to me. He goes, I didn't think you'd laugh that much. <laughs> Did you notice that when we finally get the elevator doors open, it's our four plucky business people. Those are exactly the people that they decide to show as if they were the only people that we care about in the elevator. Yeah, yeah, we'll find the rest of the cast of the elevator throughout the week. I uh, I wrote down, and then we find out later. This is not the case, but we'll find out later together with our listeners. I wrote down floor thirty two lobby because this is definitely the same set that they used earlier. But we find out later on that is not. I think maybe the artwork is different, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's a weird looking painting. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's that that same sort of like you know, it looked like it looks like a emerald marble like on the walls and that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, th- this place has a very uh, sort of Wizard of Oz uh, slash uh, like in the '90s, like the American interpretation of like Asian feng shui. They're like they like use green and different stuff, and like why don't we do something like that? You know, it's just like stupid people like interpreting like you know popular culture for for uh for for design or whatever and here's a sculpture yeah (laughs) we should put a buddha in the lobby so my next question which is really sort of going to bring us almost to the to the end of the minute is like what exactly is jack's plan with female executive because i i never studied anatomy but based on what we see of the elevator in this minute like way too small. What is he trying to do? Like there's there is literally no way a human being could pass through that space. Yet he attempts to grab both of her hands and seems to yank as hard as possible. I don't know. Maybe he was thinking it'll like the elevator will come down a little bit like I can create some space or something, but he's also probably in panic fight or flight mode and it's just like we got to I have to do something. I can't just stand here and be like everyone calm down. I know that I can see you, but we have to wait till the elevator drops a little bit. Like, yeah, this it's a very helpful elevator. At least in his report, he can be like, I was trying. It knows it's the elevator seems to know exactly how far to drop. Almost as if someone wrote it. It's a little bit like that. We're going to get some very convenient. Uh, the character of the elevator, I think, does a good job acting this week. <laughs> That's a very um, funny way of putting it. And. and but you know so so she finally does get out uh i i it seems like i almost slipped up there well you tell me this because you again you're the professional thespian among our duo here (laughs) not i'm just gonna i'm just gonna pause it as a premise that she seems to be overacting the hell out of this minute 
And so my question is, do you feel like that was an actor's choice or was she written to be as hysterical as she seems to be in this minute? I would imagine Jan de Bont being who we know him to be at this point was like, you know, I don't know how he sounds. So I'll just, you know, tell me the line and then I'll give it back to you in, in de Bontes. The Bontes. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was just thinking he, he's like, he's like, he's like, you're terrified. You're falling. Will you fall to your death or will this one man save you? Like he talks on like movie trailer talk. On the director's commentary, it would have come out something like this. He would have said something like, you know, it's, it's very important when you're working with actors like this that, that they really feel their performance. And she did, she did a good job being really scared. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like for the entire director's commentary. Oh, it doesn't provide hilarious. you with a lot of useful information. But it does provide you with a lot of... It's almost like he's like watching it for the first time. A lot of Dutch. Oh, he's Dutch. Okay. I think he is. You know what? If he's not, I apologize to both the Netherlands and whatever country he's for, uh, actually from. She's, she also seems to be very content to hug Keanu Reeves. And like, hey, who wouldn't? Well, I mean, she knows she's safe. She knows she's safe. She honestly seems like she would be content to just kind of like wrap her arms around him for the rest of the day. So it is actually really good that some other dude comes along and he's like, here, take her. Yeah. We've got more people like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, but again, I think it's, it's one of those things where either, you know, look, looks like DeBont is not doing a lot of directing. I think he was just like, okay, you are now safe. And, uh, and you know, you're, you're safe. I got I gotta listen to this commentary so I could do his voice. It's going to drive me nuts. Now this man has just saved your life. You know, that, that sort of thing. Like, from 30 seconds ago when you thought you were going to die this guy just like uh this guy just pulled you out of the out of the out of the the SH storm if you will <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of another great dutch uh director paul verhoven I, I know we like to play this game bentley but surely you've seen he is dutch by the way mm. surely you have seen the movie robocop yeah i was actually just talking to my mom about that the other day okay so there's this scene, and we won't get into it into too much detail. There's a scene where Robocop is like out on the beat for the first time, and he comes mm. across a woman who's in the process of having some very inappropriate things done to her by these two hoods. And after he diffuses the situation, he's I'm just imagining if Keanu could do this in the scene, he's like, Ma'am, you have suffered an emotional trauma. I will contact a crisis center for you. <laughs> and then just passes her off to like the the next SWAT officer. Or he just hands her like a, a psychologist business card. That's very 90s. He's like, Here's a card. Next. And like that's what he does with everyone. Here's a card. I, I wrote I, my last note that I have is uh, you're not like if an if an elevator's door is like open and I forget what sh- I was watching a movie recently or a show or something like that where it was, you know, people stuck in an elevator. There's like a phrase. Basically, it's like a turn of phrase where it's like, you know, elevator door open, you know, uh, lose the band, you know, something, something, lose your hands. Or, you know, it's like some and I've been looking for it on my phone and I cannot find it anywhere. But also, like, my Googling is terrible. That sounds awful. If you're like below the floor line, they'll like if they try to pull you up and then it goes, it'll just, you know, chop your arms off. So, like, I was thinking well, we're going to get we're going to get a little something like that uh, or we're going to get something close to that later on in this week. So tell you what. You've got some time. You'll have a couple of days to do this research. So maybe you can look that up before our uh, spoiler alert, before our very scared older woman uh, gets off the 
uh, elevator, we're going to have a scene a little bit like that. I think it's uh, uh, to, uh, too many Megs lose the legs, but we'll get there. <laughs> okay. I don't have anything else for this minute, and I I'm really nothing. happy I didn't have to tell you anything embarrassing about me. Yeah, and to be fair, uh, even if you did, I wasn't paying attention. So, like, even if you said it, I didn't catch it. Well, uh, Bentley, are you ready for this week's or for today's pop quiz hot show? Oh, I'm so ready for trivia. Here you go. So, a uh, hundred or less. Today's pop quiz actually comes from the field of etymology. Uh, which is the meaning of words. And since I used the word hysterical before in talking about our female executive as she comes off the elevator. So the word hysterical can mean uncontrollably emotional, but these days it's out of fashion. So my question for you for tomorrow's uh, podcast episode is where does the word hysteria come from and why do some people now consider it to be sexist? Huh. There's a trivia question for you. I, didn't, I would about. never have even known that until you just said it. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Well, I got to figure out what hysterical is, and uh, and we'll get to that and much, much more tomorrow. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for joining us on today's Speed Movie Minute. Please subscribe, rate, and review our little podcast on your podcast app of choice. You can hit us up on Twitter at uh, Speed Movie Min or Gmail, speedmoviemin at gmail.com. Hit us up in our super cool Facebook group where we talk about all sorts of awesome things, Bus 2525. Uh, and if you want to play along with Pop Quiz Hot Shot on Spotify or on our Anchor page, you can. And uh, you can go head-to-head with me if you win in a speed trivia battle as a bonus episode. All the links you need are in the show notes, as always. We will be back tomorrow with more Speed Movie Minute. But until then, and in the immortal words of Sam the Bus Driver... This ain't no bus stop.